You're listening to Book Club Babes. Let's get into it. Hello? 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 Hi. Hi. How are you? How, How are you? How are you? How are you? I am good. I was just driving with teaching my niece how to drive, riding dirty. And you were riding dirty? <laughs> was she you she was in the driver's seat? She drove the whole time. Were you in the trunk? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hell yeah, she's doing good. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm impressed. Oh, she's awesome. come a long way. She's come a long way. That's awesome. Yeah. Did she go through the drive-through? Yes, I made her go through the drive-thru. I made her get you, me gas. And I made smart. her fill up my um, windshield wiper fluid. Perfect. Uh, yes. So smart of you. That's so smart. Going through the drive-thru, though, I will say, like, it took me a long time to be comfortable doing that. It's very scary. Mm-hmm. And people don't think, like, no one ever taught me how to go through the drive-thru. I just had to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to have someone teach you. You're so smart. I know. And beautiful and funny (laughs) and considerate and kind. Oh, barf. (laughs) Come on. That's too much. Can't take a compliment. No. Not enough. Not enough. (laughs) What the heck was that about? Anyways, how are you? Beautiful friend who is my favorite Uh, friend who always pushes me to grow. On my chin. Big old acne on my chin. If you had an acne that was the size of your face, I would still say that you are the most beautiful friend that I have. I hope you'd be worried though, if I had an acne the size of my face. I would say, I think we need to go to the doctor, but you're still beautiful. A, maybe a problem with your face, but you're beautiful inside. <laughs> oh gosh, I'm good. I'm shooketh though, because I did a little afternoon craft. I made mm-hmm. my fruit banana hammock my hammock <laughs> it is a banana hammock yeah <laughs> but it's for oranges and apples and all it's fruits. really cute it's real or, cute it's a hammock it's a mm-hmm. hammock um and i this finished listening to my audiobook okay i was listening to uh it ends with us by colleen hoover i went for another coho oh my gosh she went right into it huh the book was so good. It, this ends but with so, us. It ends with us. Yeah, but it was emotionally exhausting. <laughs> like Fuck. it was just a lot. It was so okay. Much. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. I know. It was heavy. It was like it was like eight hours of audio too. So oh it was my. an investment, and it was mm-hmm. just I just finished it, and I was like, <sighs> "This is too much." <sighs> It was too much. It was too much. It's too much yeah. for a and Sunday. Then, and then I also finished that other book that I was reading. Maybe you should mm-hmm. talk to someone by mm-hmm. uh, Jody. Oh my gosh, that book was really good. I sped through that one. It was you like just a kept really sending fun... me little nuggets. I know there's wisdom truth nuggets in it, but it was like a. It was one of those books that treads that line between like because she's a therapist. There was some technical aspects to it, but not so much so that it was like hard to grasp. Dry. You know what I mean? Like sometimes, yeah, yeah clinical. Like, yeah, yeah, like you're like, who cares? Okay, like yeah, the Shakespeare stuff yeah. in that one book yeah. where you're like, yeah. But there was some bit, but she, she, she 
does it in a way where it's relevant to the situation that she's explaining. And she also talks about her own life and her own troubles, which is interesting. That is interesting. From a therapist. Yes. Yeah. And it kind of made you feel in a way almost a little bit better because you're like, she still would spiral and be illogical as a therapist, which obviously mm-hmm. like they're still, you're still a human, but mm-hmm. like everybody does it. <laughs> yeah. It's nice. It would be, I haven't read the book, but I'm, I would like to read it, but um, it's nice to see a professional be vulnerable about their profession and not just be like, I'm, I'm a therapist and I'm perfect because I can compartmentalize and do things and cope just fine yes hundred percent. And, and if anything it made me like I made me want to have her as my therapist because she seemed like a nice. real person mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like yeah like oh this person would understand where I'm coming from anyway her name is Lori I don't know Lori got Gottlieb g-o-t-l-i-e-b that's a weird one yeah Gottlieb yeah yeah Anyway, would yes. recommend. What are you reading? Okay, I finished up Smoke Gets in Your Eyes. Great mm. book. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Mm-hmm. I loved that book. It was really good. It was good. Um, and now I'm reading Never Saw Me Coming by oh, yeah. Vera Curlin. Yeah, Curlin, I think would be how you pronounce the last name. And... Ooh. I'm only like three chapters in, but this girl is a psycho and it Love is a psycho. It's from her perspective. The book is told from her perspective and I'm a psycho like Verity. Yeah, but she knows she's a psycho. Oh, deliberate yeah. psycho. Mm-hmm. That's fun. That's like she's like, fun. I'm a psychopath. This is what I want to do. And this is how I'm going to do it. Yikes. But she's like. <gasps> A ge- she's also like a genius so she's gone to yeah. school like it's set in college anyways yeah. how unfortunate that that's usually how it happens yeah right like you should only be a genius if you're em- empathetic and you're gonna do something positive in the world <laughs> yeah. why can't that be a prerequisite mm-hmm. anyways that's all I'm reading oh have you listened to the podcast sweet bobby no do you like a catfish story obviously you should listen to it. It's a catfish story. So who's it by? What ca- is it? What? What? It's like a British. I don't. Uh, I don't even. Fucking it's British. Know, yeah, it's British. Um, but I don't know. It's just okay, sweet. Cool. Yeah, sweet Bobby. I've been like binging. Where did on you that. find it? Tell me. Who told? Who talked about it? I don't even remember. I don't honestly. I can't remember where. I was just like, yeah, I'm gonna listen to that. Does it look like this? Yeah, it has a, like a mos- yeah, mosaic of tortoise. Yeah, tortoise. It says tortoise media. is the, yeah, I've never uh-huh. heard of that. No. Subscribe. I'm excited. <laughs> I think I need to like, I think I need to pause on the audiobook for a little mm-hmm. bit because it gets a little like obsessive. Oh, yeah. Okay, I wouldn't but, know. <laughs> it was also very weird. <laughs> because you're like it's a book and like you yeah. can listen to it whenever you want so I'm just like doing stuff and just to listen to it but yeah. um I don't know how I felt about a Colleen Hoover book on audio particularly because of all the sex oh she still really... goes <laughs> that's a common really... theme okay mm-hmm. okay yeah okay yeah 
It was really weird hearing a woman tell me about a woman's sexual experience. Oh my God. I fucking <laughs> probably was bright red reading that. Listening to it, I'd be like, oh my God, skip, 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 skip. Well, like you listen because you're like, what if something yeah, happens, important happens? Um, then you're just like, Jesus. I was listening to it in the um, drive through lineup at uh, Wendy's the other night. <laughs> And it was getting really steamy. And I was like, if anyone can hear this, they think I'm just like smile. Because <laughs> it's I so would graphic die. too. <laughs> yes. I'm just thinking of like parts of friggin' Verity. And- yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was Ox. I'm not sure if I like that that much, but. Yeah, I don't think I could do that. No, <laughs> I don't think that's the book to start on audiobook for me. Nope, no. You no, know no. what I have been wanting to listen to though, which might be good, is I want to um, listen to Firekeeper's Daughter. I was just gonna say I wanted to listen to that. I'm just gonna talk really briefly about how we took part in Summer's Turning Pages yes. book club discussion on Verity, and it was so fun. And yeah. her mom was there, and her mom is funny. <laughs> we have some new babes. And I might have shouted out Charlotte more than once, but just do it every week. Hey, Charlotte. Hey, what's up, girl? What's up? And Cindy, which I think Caitlin knows. Oh, yes. Future mother in law. Future mother in law. (laughs) I don't Uh, think she listens. She's probably just curious. She's like, what's what is this that she's posting? What goes on in here? What goes on in here? Um, are you going to suggest her to read Verity or? <laughs> you know what? I was actually thinking about, it's fitting too, because today is my mom's birthday. So I was thinking about what my mom, my mom used to love to read. Like she yeah. would read and she would read like young adult books. I remember mm-hmm. she would read them. Mm-hmm. And I think that she would read along with us. I really do oh, think that she would. I think so too. Yeah. And I think Aww. she'd like being able to post on a Facebook group and stuff. Yes, I could so, see her enjoying. And it made me Facebook think group. like how I feel like she would have read Verity and like had opinions about it. <laughs> and it would have been funny. Yeah. I would have laughed because yes, I've had my you... mom fix my strap on before. So. <laughs> this is not true. This is from the Facebook group with Summer. <laughs> I don't have a strap on. Sure, you don't. Sure, sure. Are you okay over there? I'm dying. Oh Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. Who else? Um. So we have yes, Leanne, a different Leanne than the Leanne I know. Hello. Let. Hi, Lena. Lena. I don't know if Lena. Maybe Lena. Lena. L E N A. Yes. Lena. Lena. Yeah. Lena. Hi. And Hi. Michelle. Hi. Hi. Thanks for coming here. Thanks for joining, new babes. Enjoy. <laughs> That's Psych. Psych. Trick Have we been almost doing this for a year? Almost. Is almost. it in February or March? March. I think it's in March. March. Okay, cool. Well, or April. No, April. <clears throat> First week of April. I looked at this the other day. First week of April. April. Showers bring May flowers. Okay, let's talk about this. Oh, true. Gash damn book. 
Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. So we're, we're reading. reading. Both. So we're reading. So we're reading. Go they both it. die at the end. They both die at the end. <laughs> <laughs> they both. We're reading. They both die at the end. Part one. The full yes. part one. Yes. All of it. And we and we're we're meeting two characters. Mateo. Yes. Mateo. Are you sure? Uh, it's not, yeah, Ma- not Matteo. No, I thought it was um, Mato. <laughs> Mato. <laughs> Mato. Like tomato, but without the tom. <laughs> Mato. <laughs> Mato. Hello, my name's Mato. Mato. No, Mateo and Rufus. <clears throat> yeah. Do you wanna take, take it, away? it away? All right, I'll be Mato today. Okay. okay. Um. So yeah, part one is called Death Cast. And we start out with Mateo um, Torres, and it's September 5th, 2017. It's 12.22 a.m., and they get an alert on their phone from DeathCast. And that means that he is going to die today. He's actually afraid to die, and that's been something that he's been struggling with it seems like his whole life because he's Mm -hmm. very closed off, very Mm -hmm. quote unquote loner. Um, He gets the call while he's reading a blog called the countdowners. Um, These like follow. Do you remember? Yeah. I think it was called like my dead space or something. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what that blog reminded me of. Yeah. Yeah. So like the people who might not know. For people who are younger than us, my dead space was supposedly people who had died MySpace accounts. Yes. Yes. And you could just like peek into their little life. Yeah. It was weird, but yes. Pretty morbid. Now that you think about it. Anyway. It is. Yes. Um, The Countdowners blog is um, uh, articles, I guess, and um, document their day. Um, Yeah. It's like he said it's essentially like Twitter. Yeah, like like just... a live feed of their day, essentially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, these people are called deckers, people who are going to die that day. He was hoping that the thought of being afraid of death would kind of like jinx it um, so that he would be able to, quote unquote, grow up um, and figure his life out. Um, we also find out that Mateo is only 18 years old. So this is going to be like a... Um, tragic I guess maybe life cut short type of death quote unquote mm-hmm. um we also find out that Mateo's dad is in the intensive care and he's in a coma and he's by himself because his mother also ended up dying during childbirth mm-hmm. so this has made him felt like he's marked for an early death because of this like he took his mother's life almost mm-hmm. um finally he answers the phone and psych they're looking for timothy but actually not psych they just got the wrong person (laughs) oh my god she's like it's been a long day (laughs) yeah and then it's like but you're telling me that i'm gonna die today yeah anyway right andrea's got things to do she's got to move on yeah she's busy yeah so she andrea informs him that sometimes in the sometime in the next 24 hours he's gonna die um 
we find out that the heralds, which are what the people who call, um, are called, Mm-hmm. Um, they don't know how you're going to die when in the next 24 to hours, they don't know anything like that. Um, so if you ask, they can't help you with any more information other than that. You're going to die that day. Um, she's like very, just going through like her script, essentially mm-hmm. she's like mm-hmm. very uninterested or whatever. Um, and she's just like, okay, now just go over to deathcast.com and fill out your final requests. <laughs> Could you imagine? And you can also put in your inscription for your, your headstone. Your headstone. Yeah. Like uh, it's bizarre, but anyways, this is, I'm interested to see where this book ends up, but, and then he outlines a bit of his life and saying like, well, there's only two people that he's going to miss when he's dead. And that's his dad and Lydia who ends up being his best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, he's talks about kind of like how his personality is he's always been paranoid he's never really done anything because of the possibility of death like he's never been a yes person he's just always said no because he's quote-unquote too scared to do anything Mm -hmm. um he's also like realizing all the lost opportunities he has so he's kind of really going down a spiral of avoidance and regret and that kind of stuff which is sad and I can understand I sympathize with Mateo a lot I told Caitlin this Mm -hmm. um but yeah so he's he's feeling remiss I guess on all of the lost opportunities and the opportunities to have made friends and Mm -hmm. he was kind of thinking about the future Mateo and how he was hoping that person would have be like more loose and like lived his life a little bit more yeah he was like a future thinker like there are people like that who like live in the future how like Mm -hmm. it will get better and so they Mm -hmm. don't really like do anything about the present (laughs) yeah exactly yeah that's exactly Mm -hmm. what he's like he's just like oh Mm -hmm. I was hoping like those were my hopes for future Mateo Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so then so it's been 20 minutes since he's got the call and he's decided that he's not going to tell anybody um except his dad but he doesn't count because he's not awake doesn't want to tell anybody because he doesn't want to spend the day second guessing if people are just like being nice to him because he's dying or going to die that day it seems like he's kind of like all over the place um so he's like thinking Mm -hmm. about this and then he's like I have to force myself to go outside so it seems like he's very like well we find out a little bit later but he's like very scared to like leave the apartment Mm -hmm. that he's Mm -hmm. living in so Mm -hmm. which I mean like I feel like I would be too Yes. Yes. But I think that that's something that he struggles with every day, not just today. Yeah. 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 True. Totally. Um, so he's made a a plan that, okay, I'm going to go see dad and then I'm going to go see Lydia and her baby Penny, who he's the godfather of, um, and just kind of try and have a really nice day again, not tell Lydia that he's going to die. Um, Lydia, would you be pissed I don't know I don't know I this book has made me think a lot about like yeah. what I want to know I don't I wouldn't want to know if I was gonna die that yeah. day yeah but what I but uh, what I want to know if 
somebody I loved was going to die that day. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? I think like, I think if you knew that you were going to die and you came and you saw me and you didn't tell me, I would like probably be pissed. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would be upset that I guess you, it's that finality, knew. like being able to be like, I could have, if it, especially if it was like really like benign or like, even if you got into an argument or something like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'd be like, tell me, like, take, let me take the help you with that burden. That's a huge burden. I, yeah. I, I don't know. It's just, I don't know how I feel about the whole death cast thing. It's yeah. strange. It's strange. The other thing too, I don't know if you're getting to this, but I did a little bit of Mackie math for the book and it looks like Mm -hmm. the death cast has only been around for six years prior to this moment with Mm -hmm. Mateo. Right. Which is weird. It's like a fairly recent thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. It does seem like it's, I didn't have the exact time, but it is like a recent Mm -hmm. uh, kind of service, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Then we kind of end up that he's writing thank you notes to his neighbors and that he's ready to go out, but then actually, no, he's not going to go. Okay. Bye. That's what he's saying. He's like, I got to do it. I got to do it. I don't want to do it. It's like me forcing myself to exercise these days. <laughs> okay. I'll do it. I don't want to no, do, do it. Okay. No, I won't do it. I just better do it. Okay, so next we meet Ruf- Rufus. How would you say this? Emeterio? Em- Emeterio? Emeterio? I think, yeah, Emeterio. I, I should have em- looked that up. Terio? Emeterio? Yeah. yeah. Um, and he's currently beating up his ex-girlfriend's new boyfriend. He mm-hmm. seems pretty scrappy. Mm-hmm. He's with his two friends. Their names are Tago and Malcolm. Suddenly he gets a call from Deathcast. And at first I think he thinks that it's this guy peck who he's beating up i think he thinks it's his phone mm-hmm. and then they realize that it is not his phone and that it, it ain't rufus's his. phone it's yours um so it's ringing and ringing and ringing uh, it, we're finding out some stuff like as rufus is like debating answering the phone and so we find out that rufus's sister couldn't get her seatbelt undone as the car flipped into the hudson river which like seemed really monumental and then we find out that his sister and his mom died and he ended up in foster care. And so that's how he, he kind of got where he is. He decides to take the call. He's kind of sassy with the Herald who's called him. Um, he asks how they know when people will die. And the Herald says he obviously can't disclose that information. Um, or does he says he doesn't know kind of thing. And Rufus is like, it's bullshit. They probably do know. Like, mm-hmm. um, he starts to challenge the Herald on the phone, and then the Herald tells him a story. This is sad. The Herald tells this him a story sad, yeah. about having to call a four-year-old girl's mother to to say that the four-year-old was going to die, and then having to call the police afterwards because he wasn't sure if the mother was the reason why. The four-year-old mm-hmm. girl is gonna die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that's pretty fucked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, he's like, "How can you like? Aren't you pissed off that you have to call and tell like young people that they're going to tragically die? Yeah, like, yeah. 
anyway like why is this your job (laughs) why why did you use uh, yeah why are you working here it's confusing it is very confusing I Mm -hmm. I feel like there are so many questions about this concept but yeah it's just the book um so then we find out that Rufus was beating Peck because he was spreading rumors about why Amy which was Rufus's ex-girlfriend why he why she left him um and then we also find out that Tego and Malcolm are Rufus's BFFs. BFF. BFF. Yeah. They're yeah. loyal to the end. To the end. So now it's 1.06 a.m. and we're back with Mateo. Back in his room and he's feeling better that he's back in his room. And he decides to keep reading the Countdowners article about Keith who's 22 years old and a bit of a loner. He preferred spending time with his dog, Turbo, which, I mean, obviously, that's me. I would do that. Same. Um, So now he's looking for um, a good home for for Turbo. So that's how he's spending, like, his last day. Um, And they both enjoy... um, spending time in central park so obviously this book is taking place in new york Mm -hmm. um and he had posted that he's going to take a go for a run with turbo because that was like their favorite thing to do and then his Mm -hmm. feed just stops Mm -hmm. so he's like wondering like what ended up happening and he could look it up but he doesn't um and he's just essentially distracting himself by reading other people's stories and deck other mm-hmm. deckers feeds and life it seems like end. that's what he did before mm-hmm. he got the call though too yes exactly like he likes to yeah distract himself with this countdowners yeah like blog. it's almost like he's so like afraid of death and dying in a way that he's also infatuated with other people and like how they deal with it yeah the obsession of it is just like yeah over completely overtaking Mm -hmm. yeah the only thing that I have that I thought was funny is that he sees the dirty dishes in the sink and he's like well I can't leave dirty dishes for my dad Yes. (laughs) yes he's just like yeah he's like okay I've got to go now like this is now I've got to go yeah yeah pulls himself away on the way out the door actually i can't i swear this isn't a distraction (laughs) yeah yeah then we find out that they call themselves the pluto crew and after rufus obviously got the call they're being a little bit more careful on their bikes tonight Mm -hmm. they decide to go back to pluto which is their foster Mm -hmm. home um they pass a club that allows people who are going to die to come in like maybe underage people yeah yeah that was that is strange if you yeah. found out you were gonna die would you want to go party like go- no <laughs> no that wouldn't be my first stop no, no that's so weird it's so weird no. anyway so I wrote down a little quote here because there's a girl outside the club who's obviously crying and some guy like hits on her and it's disgusting and Rufus makes this interesting observation that she's grieving herself And I was just thinking about how interesting that concept is, because Mm -hmm. if you were called in perfectly healthy and perhaps even young, and you were called one day and were told that you were going to die within the next 24 hours, could be sooner. 
like that'd be so fucked <laughs> you would be grieving yeah. yourself yeah and like everything you had or had not done or whatever mm-hmm. um so then rufus decides that he wants to have a funeral because you can have your own awake funerals when you know you're mm-hmm. gonna die mm-hmm. and he calls amy or actually we find out that amy and rufus met at the foster home um and rufus is sad he doesn't want to go mm-hmm. like he doesn't um, want to die no no um so we also find out a, a bit about like um why tago and malcolm found um ended up in foster care as well i don't know if that's important but i just made yeah i didn't really know either if you want to talk about them. <laughs> um malcolm's parents had died in a fire when he was 13 and tago's parents left or his mom left him when he was a child and then his dad left him three years ago when the he couldn't pay the bills anymore Um, and then tago found out that his father ended up dying by suicide like a few months after that sad so there's some sad circumstances behind each of them Mm mm-hmm um so mateo's still scrolling on countdowners which i can understand i feel like i go down a scroll spiral too Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so he's still watching other people's last day um he's reflecting on his dad and the uh he takes the photo of the two of them that his dad has kept so that it'll be there for his dad when he wakes up. So like, he is very like, obviously his dad means a lot to him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Then he's like, okay, I'm actually going to go to the hospital. And then he's like, no. He also writes his inscription for his tombstone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you can only have eight words. words. You've only got eight words. (laughs) I don't know. I tried to think about what I would write. I was like, what would I write? I don't know. Here lies Chantel. Here lies Chantel. She loved Brandy. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I would, I'd want to be like, Caitlin loves Ruby, naps, (laughs) books, crafts, crafts, animals, maybe Marty. summertime (laughs) (laughs) marty's got the axe no so yeah he's only he's only got yeah eight words so he decides well he was like going through a bunch that are very self-deprecating like Mm -hmm. he's worthless he didn't really um, amount to anything but then he decides on one that ends up being here lies mateo um he lived for everyone um so yeah which is weird and he is self-aware enough that he realizes that he can't do this alone which I mean like leaving the apartment he can't do this alone so and he still doesn't want to tell Lydia either so he needs a coach so he downloads the app called the last friends app Mm -hmm. and this is for people who are like lonely deckers 
So it sounds like people who are kind of like loners, maybe don't have a lot of friends, that kind of things. But it's very different from the app called Necro, which is a, <laughs> which is the ultimate hookup app because it's no strings attached. For a Decker. <laughs> For a Decker. Jeez Louise. And there so, was also a last friend serial killer. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I guess. And then all, all, I guess all of his, I guess everything's like, seems like it's all like tied together technology wise, because like all of his yeah. money has been deposited to his like account already, which yeah. is $2,000. Yeah. He's like, Oh, I'm going to go visit this world travel arena where like mm-hmm. people can go and experience environments and cultures of around the world, whatever. He fills out his profile on last friends and he's feeling hopeful at least, I Mm -hmm. guess, but Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. Anyways. So then the boys go back to the foster house and, um, Rufus tells Tago and Malcolm to go wake up the foster parents. I didn't write down their names. So if you did, Jen, Jen, Lori and Francis and Francis, um, they're obviously sad when they get woken up. There's so much that happens, but I feel like it's mm-hmm. just like, yeah, there's yeah. just so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Amy arrives and or Rufus is like, what the fuck? Because she's got Peck with her. And that's the guy that they were beating mm-hmm. up at the beginning. Mm-mm. And he had said, I never want to see your face the rest of my life or whatever and here Get he is space. yeah yes yes mm-hmm. he I do appreciate how they could have made the foster parents really like I feel like stereotypically usually like a foster parent is like painted in a bad light a lot of the time mm-hmm. but they ma- really made Jen and Francis seem really nice mm-hmm. and caring mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. nice to see Anyways. yeah I like that too um Mateo is logged on to last friends there's 42 other people in New York on right now and he gets a a message his first message from a woman named Wendy May Green she's 19 years old but she's not a Decker she's just someone looking to console Deckers um he figures that she's reaching out because he they like the same book series um she has awful texting abilities she's super insensitive she's like, very so insensitive <laughs> and she's like very rude anyways she's like starts off like bet you wish you um had a death cloaking spell i guess that's like a reference to their book that's yeah. like that's rude <laughs> yeah like and she, i do yeah, <laughs> yeah she's just being like really nosy but in like a not a like caring or empathetic way she's just like what was the call like I bet you're scared and it's just like no like why do all the boys why what does she say why do all the why do all you boys stop talking to me or something yeah yeah you're fucking crazy and rude yeah Yeah. so it sounds like this app is kind of just full of assholey kind of people yeah Yeah. so there's like people asking him for like his weed there's people asking if he has a couch that's in good shape (laughs) (laughs) um and then he starts off a a conversation with somebody named philly and it seems like a little bit promising but then he tells him that he has the cure for death 
but it's in his pants. <laughs> Yikes. So then he's hopeful and starts a conversation with L and who he's thinking maybe third time's a charm, but maybe yep. we'll see. Maybe we'll see. Okay, so Amy is pissed, obviously, because Peck's face is, like, fucked because they were beating him up. Um, We find out that she left Pluto because her aunt was able to take her in um, and that Peck had told her she needed a clean slate, which is why she broke up with Rufus, which is pretty sad. I guess Mm -hmm. also she's thinking that, like, maybe they had grown apart or whatever, like, Mm-hmm. There is a part where Rufus is like, how as much as it sucks, he's like happy that she kept it real with him mm-hmm. and like didn't just, you know, be sympathetic be because all, he like, was telling- dying. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Which is exactly what um, Mateo was kind of worried about. Right. So yeah. it's interesting. Um, They decide to have the funeral, which is essentially just a bunch of people like talking to him, telling him stuff yeah. which would be so awkward oh, like that's it'd be trippy, like someone yeah. singing happy birthday to you but like 30 times worse yeah yeah that would be so trippy like and watching people grieve in front of you about oh. you oh, oh I don't know how I don't know I don't think I'd feel that no and like saying all the nice things and you're like no like I I'm the same as you I don't like taking a compliment so you're like I ugh, ugh. <laughs> what <laughs> I'm uncomfortable now. Yeah. Can you text this to me? <laughs> um, he says that he his family had decided against a funeral so that he's mm-hmm. never been to a Decker funeral. So it's new for him and obviously quite weird because it's his. Um, this is kind of interesting. I wrote down a quote. He said, I spent a lot of time feeling guilty for living after I lost my family. And now I can't beat this weird Decker guilt for dying, knowing I'm leaving this crew behind. So mm-hmm. that's a really interesting dichotomy of having that guilt between the two mm-hmm. things there. Yeah, um, I made a note about that too. It was interesting. Yeah, yeah. I liked that line. I think mm-hmm. I feel, yeah. And I feel like there's so much more to uncover with Rufus for the rest of the book in terms of his family and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like there's definitely way more going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, Amy speaks to him and it's sad. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly the police arrive. Like Rufus sees the cop lights, the cop car lights outside the window. And yeah, he's like, did someone call the cops? And Peck is like, yeah, he assaulted me. Like, what a dick. What a fucking asshole. <laughs> he's going to fucking die. He's Fuck. going to die. And you're like, better call the cops. <laughs> Um, so then everybody is like on Rufus's side to get him to escape, except for Peck, obviously. But like even his foster parents are like, yeah, go out the back, <laughs> like we'll the distract back. them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what he does. He escapes out the back door as everyone covers from him and he's able to get his bike from the front, which is good. And he has his helmet because he doesn't want to die like safety that. first. Yeah, that's such an asshole move. Like he can't even say goodbye. Like I know, I know. I know. And uh, I think he touches on that yes, later, like how yeah. uncomfortable he is with yeah. that mm-hmm. and how he's mm-hmm. like then suddenly forced into being alone, mm-hmm. which yeah. like you don't want like anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So turns out third time was not a charm. 
Elle's <laughs> account just like spans him a bunch of videos. So then he's like, I need off of here. So he decides to play video games, which I don't know. I don't know. I don't anyways. Um well he's just he, avoiding leaving. Yes, he's avoiding, which I yeah. understand. I can understand this. Yeah. Um uh, he dies in the video game mm-hmm. and he this like enrages him because your character responds like it's yeah. like, instantaneous like the person mm-hmm. comes back to life and this yeah just feels like an anger spiral where he's like actually like ripping maps off the wall throwing like his books around um and that's probably i mean it's not like a great way to take out your anger but i mean maybe i think it does help him kind of mm-hmm. push past some mm-hmm. things Mm-hmm. One of my favorite things too was that he was mad about all the books he'll never read. Yes, like yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's something I'd be mad at too. If all of a sudden I, I was gonna done. be like, I've got yeah. so many like TBRs. What the no, fuck? that's not fair. Yeah, <laughs> I want to read all this year. I yeah. want to read it. How am I supposed to read thirty books in a day? Huh? <laughs> fuck. Oh man, you could like listen. You could probably listen to. You could probably, 4, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, you could probably listen to five audiobooks on double speed in one day. You wouldn't understand it. And then he fucked her from behind. It was so much worse. It was like him putting his finger. Oh, Lloyd. Lloyd. Oh Lord! Colleen Hoover okay. needs Jesus. I don't know, or she like. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay, I want nothing. So, Rufus is thinking about how he he left, and he's like mm-hmm. Viking trying to find cover. He's not sure if the cops are going to come for him. Like whatever. So he's thinking, obviously now, about how if Death Deathcast had called sooner none of what happened tonight would have happened and he wouldn't have ended up entirely alone. Mm-hmm. But then he's thinking about, oh, if Deathcast had a call two weeks ago, if Deathcast had a call two months ago, like none of all of these events would have happened. And I think he kind of realizes that he's like spiraling. So mm-hmm. it's one of those things, but it does suck that he's entirely alone. And it's also interesting later on when he, the two of them talk, like we uh, obviously they're gonna get together or whatever but how he asks like like are you okay with potentially seeing me die so it's again this other dichotomy about like being forced to be alone but he probably wouldn't have wanted his friends to have been with him when he died either like Mm -hmm. it's that I feel like he's very caught up about which is Mateo is too like he's super confused about or like caught up in like wanting to be someone that he's not like they both have Mm -hmm. these push and pull sort of about them mm-hmm. hopefully that's resolved before they die like if they just get together and both die instantly and the book is just like <laughs> bye okay over don't know. it's just like death cast chats or whatever yeah. <laughs> chats. okay um he's obviously feeling ripped off from goodbyes both with his family who died prematurely and his friends because he's dying now um he decides he doesn't have to die alone and he sees like a 
ad on a wall for this last friend app and he downloads it and it's funny they both said like how fast it downloaded <laughs> like they're like mm-hmm. wow this downloads so fast like it's like yeah these people it's need very friends. weird yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm also watching squid games currently so it's like <laughs> it's all a lot <laughs> I don't think I could watch that show it's not as bad as you'd think it is but it's pretty fucking weird yeah I understand the concept of it but it's Justin watched it I was just like no not for me I don't think it's just kind of weird anyway mm-hmm. but it's just that concept of like um something higher up like being in charge of your life in that way mm-hmm. that kind of freaks me out mm-hmm. like I yeah. don't totally love that idea no. <laughs> yeah no 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 um and then well, the other thing I, I noticed that Rufus has been struggling with is the idea of being like a good or a bad person. Like mm-hmm. he's under the impression that he's a bad person. It doesn't sound like he was really like the type to be beating. Like he had never beaten someone up before. That was the mm-hmm. first time that night. And mm-hmm. he wasn't like a stereotypical bad kid. Um, mm-hmm. But he th- feels like he was good when his family was alive. And then bad after it's very like that's a really weird thing he's going through right yeah I'm yeah I assume that we'll probably sort through like a lot of emotions and feelings and like the back and forth and push and pull of Mm -hmm. all of it Mm -hmm. um so Mateo ends up finding Rufus on um last friends Mm-hmm. And he messages him, which is not like Mateo. He wouldn't usually reach out to somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, they start talking and Rufus is shocked that Mateo hasn't even left his house yet. And he got the call mm-hmm. like three hours ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so then Rufus is just like, I'm video calling you. And like just spontaneously, which kind of freaks Mateo, but he answers it. They're pretty much opposite, um, eh? Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. They're completely mm-hmm. opposite. Mm-hmm. Um, Rufus tells Mateo that um, him and his family were in a car accident in the huts uh, where his the car crashed into the Hudson, like Caitlin had said earlier, and he had to watch them die. So he was in the car accident. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's really trying to, like, get to Mateo like that he needs to get out of the house he needs to go Mm -hmm. and experience things and do things he convinces Mateo to go out on one condition that Rufus has to come to his apartment Mm -hmm. um and do you think he's agoraphobic I was thinking like yeah he's that's what I'm wondering if because we haven't heard about him leaving well I guess to go to Mm -hmm. Lydia's house yeah in the hospital but like I don't no yeah yeah that's what I was feeling like maybe he only goes to the places that he absolutely has to like it doesn't mm-hmm. seem like he mm-hmm. strays from like a routine or path because his or neighbors anything. were helping him out too right mm-hmm. like- they were checking on him and everything like mm-hmm. that so they also talk about like are you okay with like potentially seeing me die Mateo has to really think about that like he tells him yeah it's okay but Mm-hmm. I think he's really nervous about like that potential watching somebody die, which is why Rufus gets into mm-hmm. the story of like how mm-hmm. awful it is to watch somebody die. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, essentially he's nervous and he's w- waiting for Rufus to show up. But I did like the um, 
quote at the end of the chapter. I wrote it down too. (laughs) (laughs) No matter how we choose to live, we both die at the die at the end. Which is true for literally every single human on the earth right now. Oh, touche. Yeah. Right. Do both die at the end. That's super true. I've been thinking a little bit about like middle-aged, like being middle-aged because we're not necessarily middle-aged yet, but we could be, we could be like depending on how long you live. (laughs) Yeah. Or we could be at the end of our life right now. We don't know. (laughs) I don't know. It's weird. It's just this weird thing. It's weird. It is weird. I think that this will bring up, I hope everybody is okay reading this book. Like Mm -hmm, Caitlin mm -hmm. had reached out to me and was like, are you going to be okay reading this book? Because like I do um, empathize with Mateo a lot. Mm -hmm, Like mm -hmm. being scared of death is a valid thing. Like, yeah. And it's a lot to work through. Yeah. Especially being obsessive about it. Yes, totally. It would be difficult. And I mean, Mm -hmm. he had lost his mother. Of course. Yeah. So, and then now his dad's in a coma, which is probably Mm -hmm. just like, also yeah hyper activating all of those feelings yeah Yeah. I'm gonna be honest like when I read that first chapter like Mateo's first chapter I was like I don't know if I want to read this book like if it wasn't a book club book I probably would have stopped reading it yeah I just because I was was just kind of like I don't know I don't know I don't know if this is good I don't know how like I don't know about this (laughs) yeah I wasn't like I read I had read Mateo's chapter earlier in the week and then I Mm -hmm. didn't pick it up again Mm -hmm. until Mm -hmm. like yesterday Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but then it was interesting because I saw Simer's comment and I was like well I wonder if it gets better and I w- I will say I think it like because I'm I've caught myself thinking yes about it. Yeah. yes I have I have been as well and it's really making me think about like I don't know maybe it's morbid to think about it but maybe because I've also read the smoke gets in your eyes at the mm-hmm, same time mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. yeah like it's really interesting to think about death and death rituals. And anyways, that's for another day. That's like, we're not a therapy podcast. <laughs> See you later. Maybe, Maybe we could be. <laughs> Maybe we could be. Brain club, babes. Brain club, <laughs> babes. Rewire your brain club, babes. <laughs> we're no, no, we're not going to tell you how to do it. We're no, just going to no. talk about it. We're just going to talk about our own <laughs> fucked up heads. <laughs> our own idiosyncrasies. Yep. 50 milligrams of Zoloft every day, baby. Keeps the doctor away. (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) Hell yeah. All right. So we're reading part two next week. We're going to read part two. I love this for us. I love this for us. Minimal effort. Effort. Bang. Bang, 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 bang. Okay. All right. Cool. Okay. See you next week. Read part two. Okay, bye. next week. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Thank you so much for listening. Please join us over at the Book Club Babes Facebook group for book discussions and to make your book recommendations or on Instagram at bookclubbabes.pod. If you'd like to reach out to us directly, you can email us at bookclubbabes.pod at gmail.com or contact us on our website at bookclubbabes.ca. If you love the Book Club Babes podcast, please tell a friend about us. And until next time, bye! bye.